How do you sort out the so-called jargon from real-world practices that work? Do the members of your organization find some business advice utterly confusing? Welcome to the 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. In this program, we set the record straight and in terms that people at any level of business and technology can understand. Now, here is your host, Sam Holzman. Welcome to this edition of 2020's Enterprise. I'm Sam Holzman, and uh, we have a, a little bit of a focused topic today. It's called Improve Your Company's Enterprise Architecture Health. Obtain an Independent Assessment. Now, for those of you that are familiar with enterprise architecture, uh, you'll see this as a, a sort of an audit process. For those that aren't familiar with enterprise architecture, of course, we'd ask you to take a look at uh, either our website, www.eacoe.org, www.eacoe.org, or for one of the other shows that we have aired you know, previously on the 2020s Enterprise that describes it. But fundamentally, the easiest way to look at enterprise architecture is almost like a, a blueprinting process. In other words, when you're building a house or a building, you have a series of graphical descriptive representations about this. And it's a way to communicate. And of course, it provides an understanding of, of uh, dependencies and sequencing and everything else. If you sort of have an image of what a physical blueprint is, is what goes on. The difference between architecture and blueprinting and enterprise architecture, of course, is that with enterprise architecture, we're talking about a an enterprise, a business. And so I don't want to go any further into that specific topic because I've had the privilege of doing a number of shows on that. This show is about looking at how good is it? And it, it's really applicable to not only enterprise architecture, but any of the architectures that your organization um, has built. Uh, and just to throw some names out there, business architecture, data architecture, process architecture, essentially any descriptive representation for your business. I believe you'll get some benefit of this particular uh, episode because while it's focused on the word enterprise, it's really the concept of looking at things after they were first initially developed. It's sort of like you have a version 1.0 and how do you know that there's some quality there, there's some understanding, there's, there's, there's consistency as you move forward. And so we call it a health assessment. The other reason we use the word health assessment is just like health, it may deteriorate over time. And so the other thing that we, we see is that if you've done it, if you've done it once, whatever it is, you may have to look back and, and do some, you know, checking, you know, uh, let's check your heart, let's check your lungs, let's like check your brain, you check your blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what a health assessment is. We don't know if there's anything wrong. We hope there isn't anything wrong. But what you need is somebody to stand back and look at it independent of who built it <laughs> and say, hey, this is still okay, which is great. Or you know, perhaps uh, 
you may want to be looking at uh, eating a little bit more veggies <laughs> or you need these vitamins or uh, in, in, in my case, maybe I could uh, lose a pound or two, eh, maybe more than that, but <laughs> uh, these types of things. That's what an assessment is about. So we're going to be focusing on the health of a set of descriptive representations for your business that we call an enterprise architecture. But we believe that the same type of approaches would be good for any set of descriptive representations that are there. So this health assessment concept provides an informed and hopefully independent perspective of the strategic assets that you have. And one of the assets that we believe you have is an enterprise architecture. And is it viable? And is it foundational at this point? Is there still validity there? Okay. Because what you're trying to do is to get a series of descriptive representations of your business and of your technology and of your systems and the relationships between those because those are the backbone, the DNA of your enterprise. And so you want to every periodically sort of stand back and check it. It's something that a lot of organizations haven't thought about. A horrible phrase is one and done. Well, now we're, now we're all set. But as you know, whether it's your automobile, again, whether it's your personal health, whether it's your house, it deteriorates over time. And if you don't periodically take a look at it, when you actually do have a problem, the costs are as, you know, astronomical. And we hear the phrase in technology, technical debt. Well, guess what that is? <laughs> the word debt. Hey, you know, oh my gosh. And eventually that debt may put you out of business. The other thing is, once we have this, we're looking at, uh, is there a consistency that's there? One of the things about a blueprint or an architecture is consistency of communication you know is the vocabulary correct is your concept of a customer for example the same as it was two five ten years ago and i can assure you right now the answer is no they're different there's a different concept you know that's out there has there been excess complexity added to the organization by the way generally the answer is yes unfortunately because we don't go back and look at things. It's a natural aging process is what we're talking about. And yes, systems age, enterprises age, and it doesn't mean they can't be refreshed, but it requires a little bit of care and feeding, you know, that's there. And as we look at things today, we know that your business or enterprise doesn't stand alone. There's an ecosystem involved with in your enterprise and outside of it. You've got partners and suppliers and regulators and, and competitors that you may have to look at and things like that. So there are a lot of interested parties that you may need to inter interface with that you hadn't before. External agents, supply chains, other things like that. And so these descriptive representations, which may have had some value five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, once again, may need a little bit of refreshing uh, to, uh, uh, to, you know, to do that. These are your strategic assets 
the intellectual property that makes your organization unique. And you're not going to find that on the internet. It's your DNA, as I joke about. It's your DNA. And you got to take care of that and make sure that you understand it because that is your competitive advantage. And that's the baseline for really having some strategic value. Okay. And what you need to do, of course, is periodically take a look at it. Is it providing the necessary understanding, the necessary value uh, that you initially intended? Okay. So we're going to suggest a thorough, fair, objective, and most of all, helpful assessment is what you need. Now, when I say independent, that may initially trigger, well, it may need an outside resource. Um, I would I would be self-serving to say, well, of course, and I'd love to say that, so I'll say it, of course. But we also have to recognize that independence could be a different group than the people that actually did the initial development. I'm going to suggest it's possibly not as independent or possibly not as clean, but depending on economics and depending on all sorts of other issues that are out there, it may be a substitute for using a, a third party. But before you go in that direction, you have to think about, you know, for example, I'm going to suggest that most organizations have independent accountants that look at the financial activities going on in your organization. As the phrase goes, the fox is really not allowed to watch the chicken coop. So it's not that it's going to be unusual that this is done by a third party, but I think it hasn't been talked about as much. I do know that in and of itself, the concept of health assessment of an architecture is a relatively uncharted territory in most organizations that's there. So in this broadcast, and of course, we always have limited time together, uh, and there's a lot more information that I'd be more than happy to discuss with any of you. And of course, you can go to our website if you want to take a look at some of this stuff. But, you know, please give us a call or please email us. And it'd be our pleasure to chat with you about this. No obligation. Um, I really mean no obligation. Uh, one of the things about the show that we're trying to put on the air every week is really provide information to you. And we're not asking for your email. We're not asking for your telephone number. We're asking you to sign in and, you know, and give us your information. Uh, we'd love to have you, of course. But this is really to provide some education and understanding in something that is relatively new. So what we're going to be covering today is what is this thing called an assessment? Um, why do you need one? Okay. How does it work? How do you go about doing this thing? Is it really hard to do? Or is it something that you can sort of rationalize and see a path that's there? What is it going to tell us? In other words, what's the end game? What's the return that I'm looking for? And then, of course, you know, how, how will we use it? How, how can we actually, you know, benefit from, you know, something, um, you know, something like this? Uh, and the other thing we have to recognize for those of you that are saying, well, you know, I don't have an enterprise architecture. Uh, I don't need to do this. Well, 
let me suggest something to you. Every company or organization has the components of an enterprise architecture. You may not call it that, but here's the but. Every organization has a series of goals that they're pursuing and strategies to attain them. It doesn't matter who you are. They may be implicit a little bit, or they may be fully explicit, but you've got them. Even if they're chatting around the water cooler, you've got some goals that you're trying to achieve. Every organization has processes and activities, things that you're doing that are hopefully delivering value. Every organization has information about the things they're trying to do and the assets and resources and inventories. You see what's happening here. I'm actually taking segmentations of an enterprise architecture and hopefully getting you to recognize you may not have a formal architecture with a name on it like enterprise architecture, but you've got all of these pieces. So for example, before I move forward, why don't you take a look at the goals? and see if those goals that you're trying to achieve are still consistent, doable, do they need a refresh, those types of things. Are they reasonable in the climates that we're talking about today in this digital world that, you know, that, that, you know, that, that we're into? Are the processes that we're doing as effective and efficient as possible in your organization? Is the data that we're collecting, the information that we're developing and the information that we're providing still accurate and as of use? Is there some trimming or pruning that we can do? Do we need more? Do we need less? What about these concepts of data warehouse and big data and, and, and data rationalization and uh, data lakes and data swamps and all these other things? All these things are relatively new and you have that basic asset that may have served you extremely well before. You wanna just make sure that those assets are still current. Now let's go on here. Okay. You have a presence in certain locations. You want to take a look at those locations, see the effectiveness of what you're doing in various, whether it's states, countries, counties, customer segmentations, all these things that may have an effect on, on, on what, what's going on. There are things that your business reacts to, whether it's biz, other businesses, other competitors, governance processes, uh, natural events that are out there that may trigger other thoughts. They may be cyclical. They may be new. They may be a little different that's out there. And finally, one of the most important assets, of course, that organizations have is the people, <laughs> the human beings that are there. And it could be hiring practices. It could be reward practices. It could be the processes these people are doing, the skill sets, the way that you evaluate people. Um, we're hearing, you know, a lot of you know, different you know, changes that are going out there. I'm just giving you a, you know, hypothetical, you know, does every position in your organization need a college degree? Does it need an advanced college degree? It's just a question, you know, and, 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 and one of the things that the audit will tell you is to what degree does your present organization have that? You can do some, some talent scouting that's out there and take a look at, at, at what's going on. So all of these questions all of these questions are something that does require 
a refresh, a care and feeding, and a review of what's going on. Now, if you haven't picked up the pattern that I'm talking about when it comes to these terms, enterprise architecture, another way to look at it is the classical six elements that we as humans have used since the recorded history in understanding anything. And that is what, how, where, who, when, and why. What, how, where, who, when, and why. And all I've done in my descriptions is give you a flavor for each one of those. And people use the term, as we do, correctly enterprise architecture as the formalization, as the explicit representation of those six elements. And when you're exploring those and looking at the health, you may find out that one or more of those are really, really good. And some of those may need a little bit of care and feeding, you know, as you look at it. So once we start recognizing that whether or not you have a formal enterprise architecture or business architecture, you probably, high probability, have these six elements. And what we're suggesting as every once in a while, you should be taking a look at them and see whether or not your goals are still in alignment with your objectives, the processes that you're doing to achieve those goals, the information that you're getting to achieve those processes to achieve the goals, the talents, the skills are still in order and lined up, locations that you're operating in are effective and efficient and providing value, and of course, finally, the events that you have to react to as an organization. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to t continue the discussion of, about how your organization may want to look at the effectiveness of what is there today. We'll see you back here in just a few minutes. Is your organization in the Internet age when those around you are moving into the information age? Are your hallway conversations filled with words and phrases like blockchain, AI, VR, cloud computing, and micro this and that? Are you interested in bringing some method to the madness? Then talk to us. Through years of consulting with clients all over the world, the Pinnacle Business Group and Architecture's Center of Excellence have developed an understanding of what makes a consultant-client relationship work. And this understanding comes to every engagement. The Pinnacle Business Group assists organizations in solving their business and system challenges with its unique, proven approaches, bringing teams of business and system personnel together to jointly define business and system requirements. The teams are led through a series of facilitated activities to provide innovative solutions to their business and system challenges. We look forward to hearing from you. Visit PinnacleBusinessGroup.com. Based on over 30 years of real-world experience, the Business Architecture Center of Excellence four-day certification workshops in business architecture will guide you beyond theory and into actual implementation. If you are looking to develop a baseline for business agility through goal-aligned, prioritized capabilities, we will help you get there. You will leave our workshop with real tools, processes, techniques, and most importantly, true hands-on business architecture project practice. For dates, locations, and more, Visit BACOE.org. Are you frustrated with your business strategy, mission, or enterprise architecture efforts? If so, the book, 
Reaching the Pinnacle, a methodology of business understanding, technology planning, and change by leading enterprise architect practitioner Sam Holzman brings a method to the marketing madness that surrounds the enablement of business and mission strategy and enterprise architecture. This helpful, no-nonsense book sheds light on this poorly understood topic. It helps business executives and technology professionals build an enterprise architecture appropriate to their organizational needs, enabling their business and mission strategy. Enterprise architecture is the rethinking of how business and mission planning and information technology can support each other to achieve its strategic and mission objectives through the development of a series of project initiatives and agile models. Reaching the Pinnacle is available at Amazon.com. You are listening to The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. We welcome questions and comments about the program via email to sam at eacoe.org. That's sam at eacoe.org. Now, back to The 2020s Enterprise. Welcome back to The 2020s Enterprise. I'm Sam Holzman, and today's topic is improving your company's Enterprise architecture health and the sort of subcategory subtopic is is taking a look at a series of explicit representations you have and taking a second second glance at them after a period of time of quote aging unquote that's out there. So that's what we call assessment. And then the other thing we we use is the word a health assessment. In other words, it's not only saying yes we have it, but you know, how, how does it compare today as to what our initial intent was, you know, a while back, you know, that's there. And so a little bit different. And we suggested in our first segment, it's applicable to outside of the word enterprise also. It's looking at the assets that you have and seeing whether or not they're still good. They're still good quality. There's no leaking going on or, or any failures there or things of, you know, at the time that you developed this, uh, things were in a certain state and now they're quite a bit different. So we're taking, you know, another glass glance at these things. And the six aspects that we were talking about are the what, how, where, who, when, and why interrogatives that people have been talking about you know, since recorded history, and we're applying those six interrogatives in the concepts here of architecture. And if we look at those, these terms may be equivalencies for you, whether it's in your enterprise, your business, or, or your activities. And so what we're talking about are these six types of things, now using some names that may be a little bit more familiar to you your organization, your business unit, uh, whatever you have, has a series of strategies and goals. Whether they're, once again, implicit or explicit, you've got them. <laughs> there are a series of goals uh, that the organization has. And every, and you know they're going to change. They, you, know, the, you know it's out there. The question is, are you taking a look periodically at them and, and seeing if, if they're still you know, valid? Is this what we want to do? Is this where we want to head? Those types of things. Another thing that you have is a series of processes and activities. It's the hows. How are you doing things? 
periodically step, step back for a moment and see whether or not they're still effective, efficient, um, and uh, I'll use the phrase contemporary, you know, as to what they were, you know, years ago. You know, we have an incredible number of alternative ways to do things nowadays. And when something comes into your enterprise, into your business, into your order uh, processing area, wherever it is, are you using the most effective, efficient processes to be able to meet those needs that are there? And then you have a series of things, another name for things, uh, are data. And uh, there's a there's a bunch of assets, you know, that are, you know, that are out there. This is one of the big ones, you know, and you see a lot of discussions around this phrase. And everybody talks about some various terms that are out there, you know, data marts and data lakes and, and, and uh, data warehouses and data distribution centers and data this and data that and big data and small data, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's what we're talking about here. Well, it's not just talking about the terms, but understanding what those is and how they relate to you. And do you have the wherewithal, those assets? These are assets of your organization to move you forward into the digital world that we're in and going into. Of course, we're moving out of the in, uh, Internet age into the information age where this is going to become fundamental. This is going to be a huge competitive advantage that, of course, you want to take advantage of that, you know, that's out there. And, of course, we can't forget whether we like it or not. Yeah, we still got people. <laughs> You've got human beings. You have organization structures and organizations and all the dynamics that are going on with the changes, not only in society. I don't want to sound too philosophical here. But all the different demographics that are going on, you know, work at home and remote work and, and uh, these types of things and video conferencing and video sharing and, and all these media types of things, um, you know, that, you know, that are out there. There's just tons and tons of different ways that people organize, self-organizing groups and things like that. Uh, and we've seen this, you know, decades and decades, you know, in the past, and it's just becoming more popular, you know, nowadays. So reassessing, take a looking at that asset. Hopefully you have an explicit representation of what it is and where you want to go, you know, as you move forward. The fifth thing we, we have as an asset in, your, in the organization is understanding of locations and geographies, the differences, and they're becoming a bit more uh, stark than they used to be, uh, whether it's Europe and whether it's, uh, you know, of course, in the UK with Brexit, uh, you know, the exit from the European Union and things like that. Uh, in the United States, you know, with the uh, United States and, and, and Canada and, and Mexico and the differences in the relationships there and the Soviet Union and the all the different groups that are out there, friends and foes and things. Uh, all of these things are affecting our, our business areas, you know, that, you know, that are there. And finally, your organization, as I have said in other of some of our broadcasts, one of the fundamental things we have to recognize is that our organizations are event driven. They're not process driven as people believed, you know, a decade or two ago, but they're event driven Events are what drives our organization, and they're actually enabled through process. And so we've got this new understanding or enhanced understanding of how our organizations function. 
And I did a number of episodes, you know, of the show, the Radio 2020's Enterprise show, you know, on these topics. And the concepts of these six elements, they have equal weight in the organization. Some people have maybe have a better handle on one than the other, but we have those six. And so what we're suggesting, of course, is a look-see, a look-see at what's out there in each one of those elements to see, uh, you know, what is, you know, what is going on? How are we doing? How are all those, you know, fit, uh, you know, into, into this area? And what we're looking for is enhanced value, of course, enhanced value, you know, and so all of this information is, an, again, a value proposition. And we're trying to determine if that value is now there and even more than it was when we actually built it. And there's a lot of different things that we can do. And just to rattle off a few things when we have this right, it's a consistent problem-solving tool across all areas. There's a series of explicit representations. And as we know, the organization changes. We may have to change those representations to take into account changes in the organization structure. We need a, a, you know accessibility. The word easy is very easy to put in front of the word accessibility. But we don't want to make it painful because we want this to be a tool that people look at as the baseline for addressing and managing you know, continuous change. It needs to be consumable by those that are in the process of addressing, managing, or executing the business activities. Notice I didn't say business strategy alone. It's all the activities can benefit from a consistent understanding what's going on. And of course, in the digitization that is continuing in our world of information technology, it's the foundation for the design of the future solutions that are out there. And we hope it is technologically agnostic because I'm sure that all of you listening to this program have been through multi-technological changes over the past 20 years for sure. And is the strategies and the processes and the, the materials and everything else that I talked about in the what, how, where, who, when, and why consistent with all of those new technologies or are they anchored are they anchored to some of the old technologies which is actually inhibiting your business strategy a bit that's there and these elements that we're talking about are really your underlying business definition and therefore once again using the phrase health check is that consistent with what you're thinking about, because what we're seeing here is a series of representations that are turning that thought process into explicit representations that we can actually evaluate. And we can do some, forgive me, measurements <laughs> to see if we're making progress as we're moving from our as is state, you know, to our, our desired state. And we hear about a lot about digital transformations and business transformations. And those are great words, but these are the tools to make it happen. The explicit representations that are there, the foundation, um, you know, that is there. It can also be at a source of discovery. You know, we used to use this process in this manner. Now we can apply it in a different area 
and let's see if we can, you know, make that happen. And of course, this term is sometimes misconstrued as policing, but it's a governance foundation. In other words, is the organization functioning as a whole or is it a bunch of silos that just happen to have an umbrella name to it? I know that sounds a bit harsh, frankly, on purpose, because the synergies in an organization occur because of synergistic, explicit actions. It doesn't happen by accident, you know, as we, uh, uh, you know, we, we, see, we see that. Okay. And so as we look to this, the question may be, well, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to do this? And fundamentally, it's because as we move forward in whole or part, what we're actually doing may not be familiar anymore to the whole organization. Why? Because they haven't been there from the beginning or for when the last change occurred and things like that. Not because people don't want to know or don't care, but I'm, I'm, I can assure you with the people that we're, you know, we're chatting with in this broadcast, there is no, the organization isn't static. So specific information arises out of specific locations, organizations and processes. And what we want to do is to make sure that all of this is put together in a consistent manner, you know, as we see it, you know, moving forward. And what we have, of course, is a situation where we have people's diversities in any business may affect some of these things for the hopefully for the positive good most of the time, you know, that's out there. But they may have dominated things in a certain age. And now that's a little bit, you know, different than it was, you know, before. You know, the buggy whip manufacturers were really, really strong a number of years ago. Uh, and they were the dominant, you know, players that, you know, that, you know, that were there. Of course, I'm, I'm joking with you a little bit, you know, about that kind of age thing. But things have changed. I mean, some of the best examples, of course, uh, you know, nowadays, if you're looking, you know, at, at the present situation, is the difference between Amazon, Amazon.com, and traditional brick-and-mortar retailers. There's no better example than that, the dominant players or, or the news media or the television stations. You know, back in the good old days, there was ABC, NBC, CBS. Okay, now we've got hundreds of stations, hundreds of different broadcast medias. Forget broadcast medias. You know, we have the Internet. I'm speaking to you right now. You know, obviously, in, in Internet radio, if I can use that phrase, very different. Okay. And so you have a situation where all of these changes are going on and that's the big why. So you want to take a look at these to see whether or not these activities, these thoughts, these beliefs are still there that you have somehow codified and written down, you know, you know, previously. And whether we're comfortable, you know, with this phrase or not, people are political. And Thank goodness, they want to be part of successful groups, <laughs> All right. which is fantastic. <laughs> you know, I want to be associated with, with, with success that's there. And that's great for the organization. But the focus may be contrary sometimes or less supported than the details we have to move that forward because things have changed. Okay. 
And a formal assessment will bring those things out. And the concept of a formal assessment is moving away from emotions. And we know that's difficult. We know that's difficult. People want to hold on to these things. And, and, and we get it. Everybody gets it. Change, the closer it gets to your personal um, sort of sphere, the more uncomfortable we get. It's just a human reaction to change that's out there. So this assessment concept is the formalization in some periodic manner of taking a look at things as best we can without regard to all of these phrases that we know are there, political activities and organizational silos and all the other you know, technology biases that we have, all those kind of negative terms you know, that are out there. That we know they're there, but it's sort of like the elephant in the room. We don't want, you know, we, it's, it's uncomfortable to talk about it. So sitting back every once in a while, just for a little time, not, you're not talking about very long years, we'll say, and taking a look and making sure that these things are there. That's the concept of an assessment. And, you know, if you're somebody that cares about, for example, your health, you have a physical every year and you hope that at the end of the physical things are close to wonderful but if they're not you take actions well guess what your enterprise has a heartbeat also and that heartbeat is based on these what how where who and why understandings and that's what this is about taking a look at it and seeing if they're all functioning correctly and together we're going to just take another short break and we're going to come back and talk about how much time and effort this would take, both internally and externally. I'm Sam Holzman. This is the 2020s Enterprise. We'll take a short break. We'll see you back in just a few minutes. Is your organization in the internet age when those around you are moving into the information age? Are your hallway conversations filled with words and phrases like blockchain, AI, VR, cloud computing, and micro this and that? Are you interested in bringing some method to the madness? Then talk to us. Through years of consulting with clients all over the world, the Pinnacle Business Group and Architecture's Center of Excellence have developed an understanding of what makes a consultant-client relationship work. And this understanding comes to every engagement. The Pinnacle Business Group assists organizations in solving their business and system challenges with its unique, proven approaches, bringing teams of business and system personnel together to jointly define business and system requirements. The teams are led through a series of facilitated activities to provide innovative solutions to their business and system challenges. We look forward to hearing from you. Visit PinnacleBusinessGroup.com. Are you frustrated with your business strategy, mission, or enterprise architecture efforts? If so, the book, Reaching the Pinnacle, a methodology of business understanding, technology planning, and change by leading enterprise architect practitioner Sam Holzman brings a method to the marketing madness that surrounds the enablement of business and mission strategy and enterprise architecture. This helpful, no-nonsense book sheds light on this poorly understood topic. It helps business executives and technology professionals build an enterprise architecture appropriate to their organizational needs, enabling their business and mission strategy. Enterprise architecture is the rethinking of how business and mission planning 
and information technology can support each other to achieve its strategic and mission objectives through the development of a series of project initiatives and agile models. Reaching the Pinnacle is available at Amazon.com. Are you stuck in your enterprise architecture practice with nothing but a bunch of static models and deliverables aimed at future technology development efforts rather than true business understanding? With the Enterprise Architecture Center of Excellence four-day certification workshops, you will learn proven step-by-step enterprise architecture techniques to be used as the baseline for addressing continuous business and organizational change. For dates, locations, and more, Visit EACOE.org. You are listening to the 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. We welcome questions and comments about the program via email to Sam at EACOE.org. That's Sam at EACOE.org. Now, back to the 2020s Enterprise. Welcome back to 2020's Enterprise. I'm Sam Holzman, and today's topic is the concept of health checking or assessments of things that are assets in your organization. And specifically, we're talking about architectural representations. Um, And within that category of architectural representations, this particular episode and discussion is focused on the word enterprise associated with the word architecture. We're going to suggest, though, that these the concepts that we're talking about here, about taking a look at these things after they've been built for a period of time, uh, a health check is, is applicable to various disciplines, not just the phrase enterprise architecture. And so now we come to the how question. How, how might you do this? And I'm going to be a little direct here and straightforward and say, well, one of the ways and I know this sounds commercial, forgive me, I hope you do, um, is to give it to an outside resource like us. (laughs) And I'm sure there's others out there. Um, And there's some benefits to that. And and one of them is requiring minimal intrusion into your daily business activities. And I really mean that word intrusion. Well, we have to recognize as outsiders, no matter what, and whether, by the way, you're doing uh, financial accounting and, and auditing or marketing reviews, or in our case, architecture reviews, you are intruding in the daily activities of the organization. And our, the whole design principle that we have is what we would call minimal business intrusion. And we really mean that phrase, minimal business intrusion. That's really what we're trying to do. Uh, And we're trying to limit the amount of extra work that your organization has to do because they're busy. Everybody is busy. Okay. And so we've set up this whole environment with that in mind, minimal business intrusion. It doesn't mean that you're going to be passive here, but the design objective, once again, is minimal business intrusion because we know that people are busy, you know, as they're doing that. So what we're going to be looking at is for the organization has to provide us with, has to provide us with something and that's gathering, delivering, you know, in a secured encrypted manner, however you want, however that be done, all the documents and information that represent your current and future understanding of the business and business intent, you know, or your enterprise architecture, 
So we have some baseline, you know, that, you know, that's there and any outsider you're using. And even if you're handing this off to another area within your organization, uh, an overused phrase, of course, is a business partner, but it is a partner relationship because there's a trust, of course, that's there. And with that, you know, there are rights and authorities to access things. And we understand that. And we really understand that. Um, and we understand the sensitivities of what is going on. We're dealing with, you know, some critical information. And just to give you a, an idea uh, from a couple of our clients, uh, one is, you know, part of the intelligence community. And you can almost imagine right away there, there are certain levels of, of security, you know, that are there. And from the commercial sector, uh, one of the clients that we had, uh, we, you know, came on site, uh, went to a room <laughs> that had lots of different locks on the door and things like that and secured access. All the computer systems were closed in with that environment. I know this sounds really spooky sometimes, but we understand those things. This is strategic stuff. This is the DNA that makes your organization different than the next. And we make sure that we have as much care as we can. The old phrase is, well, you're going to give this the level of, of, of understanding and security that you would do with your own stuff. And I'm going to say this even more because it's not mine. And we have we value that trust relationship there. But of course, it's not fully passive. There has to be some liaison, you know, that's going on for clarification and questions that may arise. And this could be remote access or things like that. There's various different ways that, you know, can be done. And so these can range from what we call virtual assessments, where if I can say everything is sent to us in our office in an encrypted manner, or in some cases, we... Uh, you know, come to your site or somebody comes to your site and, and sits, you know, in a, in a secured area and works, you know, on this. There are all different approaches, you know, that we're, uh, we're, that are there. The key thing is we emphasize the respectful, secure handling of all of that information that's there. And so that's the way this begins. In other words, it's sort of like a, a cache of things that come in to, get things started. And then we start looking at the different elements that we'd be looking at. And of course, I mentioned at a very, very high you know, level, what, how, where, who, when, and why. You're going to be looking at these types of things to see whether or not the goals are aligned, the goals are uh, you know, still consistent, um, you know, that's there, and the processes and everything else that, you know, that, that we're talking about. So we can give, you know, it's their general outline, but what you need is to be provided with a very succinct approach from beginning, middle, and end to actually make this happen. It is not going to be arbitrary. And in some organizations, there's mappings that can be done against these. Now, if, if you're in the, for example, federal government, it may be the federal enterprise architecture type of view of things there, um, enterprise architecture assessment frameworks, office and management butter, government budget, excuse me, in, in, in the federal sector, you know, that's out there. And the same thing, you know, as far as communities in the commercial sector, there are various mappings that may 
be of interest to various organizations that can be part of that, you know, assessment, you know, that's there. And that's because there's, you know, some things that may be of interest to a certain group uh, because there's a structure, you know, that's already, you know, in, in, in place. And so government, you know, a federal government especially has a number of different uh, benchmarking types of frames of references that may be a mapping that is of interest, uh, uh, you know, to you. But beyond that, mapping is, of course, what? An action plan. Not everything is going to be bad. People expect to say not everything is going to be good. No, not everything is going to be bad. There can be some good stuff. And by the way, the best thing that could happen, I know this sounds funny, is that the assessment says, hey, you're in really good health. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not what I, I don't know. Hey, when I go to the doctor, I sure want to hear that. I sure don't want the doctor to come back and say, Sam, let me explain something to you. <laughs> you want just the opposite. So we're not suggesting that our job is to go in and to completely decimate what the organization is doing right now. As a matter of fact, our approach is different. It's not change for change's sake. Let me say this again. It's not change for change's sake. Yes, we may be a different type of consulting firm, you know, that's out there. We will tell you and we will give you evidence that, you know what, you're actually doing a great job. You are healthy. But by the way, we may also say to you, you know, maybe there's some areas that are borderline that you may want to look at before they become an issue. It's the old, you know, for men out there, you know, your PSA is getting going in the wrong direction. <laughs> Let's take a look at this before it becomes a problem. Those are, those are nervous chuckles, by the way, of course. And so there's indicators that are out there that sort of tell you, well, you know, nothing is, you know, horrible, you know, at this particular point, you know, take a look at your car. Now, there's some indicator on there that says, you know, you change your oil every X thousands of miles. Um, and there's a warning light that, or warning indicator that says, you know, you got about a thousand miles left. Or let's look something at more mundane. Okay. You've got a, a laser printer sitting in your office. Um, and it says, uh, you know, you've got a, you know, a, a hundred more uh, uh, copies that you can make or hundred more uh, uh, pages of a print you can make and then you're going to run out of blue ink. These are warning signs. Nothing wrong at that particular point, but it's giving you an indicator of something that may be um, uh, something that you may want to look at in a relatively short period of time. So the assessment uh, is an overview of describing, you know, various good and possibly corrective actions um, you know, that are there. The other thing that should come out of this is a baseline for addressing and managing continuous improvement and continuous change in the organization because change is going to be a constant. So the other benefit of this formal look is to build that baseline to provide future actions that are going to be faster and frankly, less expensive, whether it's internal or external to your organization. Because just like personal health, 
this should be done periodically. So we want to get into that rhythm. We want to get into that rhythm of what is going on. And with that, there has to be a certain amount of depth there. This can't be just a number 47 or 96. There has to be depth beyond that. It's just not an indicator. Because if the indicator is 47 out of 100, it's an issue. Now, that's only 1% helpful. (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? How do I go from 47 to 58 or 47 to 100? And, of course, you have to have a lot of depth going on there that not only justifies and shows how that assessment was actually done, but what do I need to move from where I am today to a better state? So there will usually be sections in there that say, here is some suggestions, you know, you know, for, for the next, you know, for the next cycle, this concept should not be foreign to you in general, but I, we believe it's kind of foreign to enterprises, uh, you know, in our home a while back, uh, we had somebody come out and look at our roof and it wasn't because we were having leaks. It was because there was a certain age involved in that roof. And I wanted to make sure that I didn't get any leaks because I knew that the repair costs would be even greater. You want to call it PM preventive maintenance. So like we do in our daily lives, whether it's our automobiles, whether it's our health, whether it's our home, whether it's whatever it is, we do a periodic check and review. Those are, you know, practices that we should be doing. We're suggesting that same type of thing for the assets in your organization, of which one of the key assets is the explicit representations of the desired state that you're heading in and the as is state that you're coming from. And those are what we, of course, call in our terminology, an architecture, parentheses, generally enterprise architecture that's there. So all of these things are put together to give us a baseline of where we're at, make sure that an asset is there, and periodically we're looking at that asset to see areas that could possibly be uh, uh, looked at to actually improve and also validate that what we're seeing and what we're doing today is actually beneficial. So what we've been talking about is the concept of an assessment, specifically of an architecture that takes the value you have today, maintains that value, and possibly even increases it even more. We call it a health assessment of an enterprise architecture. I hope you've gotten some insight into this. And of course, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about this or hear about it or go to our website and get in more information on this. I want to thank you for your attention today, as I always do. I'm Sam Holtzman. This is the 2020s Enterprise. And I look forward to speaking with you or getting your email soon. Have a great day.